Say It All with Anchor, Spotify's free podcasting platform, the easiest way to create, distribute, and monetize your show. Go to anchor.fm. Welcome back. A very happy college football week five to you all. We're going to jump right in with some week four. Uh, Odell, uh, what we learned from week four. Go ahead with uh, your top three. All right, here we go. No lead is safe in college football right now. Arkansas, Maryland, and Texas all had leads. They could have bettered themselves and they couldn't close the deal. Hmm. 15 teams right now in the top 25 are undefeated. Three or four of them won't make it through the weekend alive. And for number three, I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Specifically just for you. You're all the time pulling out trivia questions that I cannot answer. I got one for you. There are 10 teams in college football, FBS right now, that have not covered the spread all season long. Name them. Name all 10? Name as many as you can. There are a lot of them. Okay. 10. All right. Repeat it one more time. Sorry. All right. There are 10 teams in college football that have not covered the spread all year long. Okay. Name them. Wow. This is a okay. Just looking. Um I'm gonna go Florida is one. Wrong. Okay. Kentucky is definitely one. Wrong. Wow. Um man. A little harder than you thought. So go ahead. Okay. One more three out. Wrong. I give up. All right. So you got me. You stumped. We'll go on alpha. We'll we'll kind of go in some sort of order. Colorado State. Okay. Colorado. Hmm. Auburn. Interesting. Boston. Boston College. Okay. Nebraska. Okay. Stanford. Hmm. Utah State. Okay. Florida International, Fresno, Georgia State, and the most surprising one, Boise. Wow. Yeah, not the Boise that we are used to. No, not not our grandpa's Boise. (laughs) Not not at all. What what three things did you learn this weekend, sir? Well, a couple of fun facts here. I I didn't realize how much money Kent State is accumulating uh, with these uh, come-to-our-home-game-to-get-your-ass handed to yeah they're making away like a bandit i don't know if you saw this uh illustration on game day but they are in, in these road games they're on which is uh they're going they went to seattle for washington norman for oklahoma and georgia in less than a month so three away games they're earning 5.2 million the most in fbs so that was nice. a pretty interesting fact interesting yeah um this is my question. Seeing Tennessee and Kentucky and what Georgia kind of almost had a little slip up at home against uh, Sisters of the Poor. I forget who they yeah. played. Does UK or Tennessee have enough to compete against Georgia and that defense to contend for the SEC East? Give me your outlook on that. I'm going to say no. And here's why. Um, we will see the big boys play Kent State and the likes. Um, and they are not—they're not prepping for those games. 
I don't, I, I, I would venture to say they probably didn't watch film for those games. They're watching right. the next week's film, you know, Arkansas, I believe it was, it was Florida who had the slip up uh, two weeks ago versus Missouri state or whoever it was. Uh, South Florida. South Florida. And it's because they weren't pre-gaming for them. They were prepping for Tennessee. Now, they didn't good good enough job versus Tennessee. They should have won that game, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't think at the end of the day, those schools have the firepower right right now. Right now. For Georgia, Georgia, Alabama. Um, they just don't. But this transfer portal, this is going to open up a lot of avenues, I think, for both Tennessee and Kentucky in the East to have a little bit better competition towards Georgia. So – We'll I, I agree with that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, I know for the most part I, I can't stand the portal, but I guess it could help my team, Kentucky, of course, in this in this journey. So one more just stupid thing I, I noticed. I was watching stand up late, as I always do on Saturdays. I was watching the Stanford-Washington game. I don't think I had a, a dog in the fight. A drone dropped down during the fourth quarter into the middle of the, arena, the stadium. Have you ever seen this before? No, huh? I haven't either. And this is, a, I guess, a first for me. But it was interesting to just to kind of realize what technology we're in nowadays where a drone with such uh, power can get all the way over into a stadium. And they had to, like, I, I call it off and when not the game, but they had to wait until the drone had decided to have its 15 uh, minutes of fame and uh, and depart the stadium. But that was just a wild thing I noticed. Uh, did you happen to – were you up for that game? No, I – I didn't. And I've seen some of those drones flying around, you know, up here, we're in the, I'm up in the mountains. So, you know, when we go to the soccer field, people are flying those things around and oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing to me um, how, how they fly those. I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I guess that's a young kid's game. Cause I, I probably yeah. would wreck mine in about seven minutes, <laughs> but yeah, I, I find it very interesting. Yeah. That was just, I wasn't expecting anything like that. I mean, I, I, we're used to, or in our time watching sports, the occasional streaker come across yeah. the field, a human being. But when a, a robot, so to speak, is involved, that's it's another level to me. So that's the old man comment of the day for me. <laughs> so let's jump to Heisman chatter here. I know it's obviously a little. We've only seen a sample size of what the entire. You know, we're probably about a third into the season, so we've gotten a chance to see the contenders, the the players that we think are going to improve on the odds boards of being the um, highest odds to win. Uh, give, me, give me one long shot, two long shots, and what are your top three Heisman right now if you had to say it? I think if I if I had to pick one right now, you you got to throw Stetson Bennett in the, in the mix. Mm. As much as I – don't think he's Heisman quality. He's hmm. he's going to lead a team. Yeah, um, you got Bryce Young who's putting up phenomenal numbers. I mean, yeah, he he's got to be the favorite. If I had to take somebody out of you know the, the mix, you almost got to look at Hooker for Tennessee. I mean, yes. if, if he continues to do and win, you know, and we've already said we don't think he will. He will he will succumb to to the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world. But if he makes it through there, they'll hand him some hardware at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I had him as one of my long shots. I, I went into this week saying, you know, 
it's the big three QBs, which are Caleb, Bryce, and uh, CJ, until one of them Fs up. So I'm going with them. They didn't F up. Caleb may have had a little slip up on the road in Beaverton, but uh, I think for the most part, it's those threes to lose. And uh, yeah. I did I did have my long shot as Hendon Hooker. Um, I also have Kansas, which I can't believe I'm even throwing a Kansas player into the conversation. Have you gotten a chance to watch Jalen Daniels, their quarterback? Uh, yes. I got him on my fantasy team. Okay. Then good reason. I didn't even notice that. And of course we'll talk about that a little bit later in during the show, but he, he's just phenomenal. I mean, he came from, if I'm not mistaken, Arizona state, I don't recall him being as versatile and maybe it was the the players and the team he was around, but he has really blossomed in uh, Lawrence here. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying it's a four and O Kansas football, not basketball team. So yeah. Um, that's two long shots that I like, Jalen Daniels and uh, – or is it Jalen or Jaden? I want to say Jalen. I don't know. The guy that scored yeah, the points. Well, Mr. Call. Daniels and uh, Mr. Hooker. And I think you're right if uh, Tennessee can continue winning. Jalen. J-A-L-O-N. Jalen. Jalen. Okay, thank you yeah. for that. Jalen. Uh, um, corrections department for posting that. So – this is going to move us into. I moved the top or the you know top three Heisman and long shot discussion to the top of our total podcast tonight because we're doing a list focused around Heisman, past Heisman winners. So, you know, we go back and forth via text saying, Hey, what would you like to do the list on? Something movie related, something pop culture related, sports related. We're in the middle of college football, we're talking about Heisman already. So, let's go with top five favorite past Heisman winners that we've enjoyed watching over the years and maybe a favorite memory of that player. So um, give me your number five, top five favorite Heisman players. You know what? Top five Heisman winners, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson. You were watching that far back. Cause I, yes. Okay. Yes. Now, again, yeah. you've got a couple years on me, but I wasn't tuned in to the college football community until a few years down the road. But that, yeah, I, would have I started I started watching uh, college football in about 82. No, oh, um, OK. Yeah, uh, I was I would have been nine at the time. So I was about the right. time I got into college football because of my me and my dad watched it on Saturdays and yeah. wasn't like I had a, a whole lot to do. So. <laughs> All right, so my number five, um, I'm going to go back to 1989. I was enamored. This is before I really was all in with college football, but Houston had this run and gun game, just air attack, and I'm going with Andre Ware. I mean, every game was in the 70s, it seemed like. It was just a lot of fun to watch when I got a chance to watch Houston. They're not generally in the southeast here. We don't – get Houston games that I can recall, but yeah, every once in a while when they were on ESPN, of course he was followed up by David Klingler who did get the Heisman, but they put up gaudy numbers offensively at quarterback uh, setting NCAA passing records. So that was one of my memories and uh, my fa- my fifth favorite uh, Heisman player to watch in the past. So what you got for number four? Uh, number four, Ricky Williams, 1998. He just, he was just a man child. I, yes. I enjoyed watching him play. Um, he, he was just 
just fun to watch. So he he would be by number four. Okay. Yeah, he was a beast. He was like a somewhat linebacker body in a running back position. Uh, just sick, sick in the backfield. Yep. Um, number four, I really hate admitting this, but it, it's it's truthful. It's honest. 2012, Texas A&M quarterback, Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel. I had to do it. I'm not going to lie. He was a little shithead. That's, yes, that's the truth. We all know that. But he was fun to watch that year. That was a – I'm going to not say yep. magical, but it was a pretty fun year to watch, especially the epic win in Tuscaloosa. That was just a great game. I wasn't expecting that at all, but um, he's my number four. Did you have any negative thoughts? I'm sure you do, but you know what? No, I liked Manziel. Yeah, I, I did. I I, I like watching him play. Yeah. Um, he was just fun to watch. Yeah, I like players that are fun to watch and kind of step outside the box, and I, uh, especially I with a with a quarterback. You know, I don't stand in the pocket all day. I typically don't like those quarterbacks. Yeah, unless they unless they do something special. So my number three did something special. And that was Baker Mayfield. I loved, I loved the, the talking, the, the standing in the middle of, of was it Texas's field? Yeah. Um, he put the flag on his thing and doing the yeah. flag. And I don't care what people said. I thought he was brilliant. So I'm, I'm going with number three trash talker Mayfield. Yeah, for sure. Um, Number three, we're going to go a little outside the box. This is back in 97. The only, if I'm not mistaken, defensive, predominantly defensive, non-offensive player to ever win, Michigan defensive back Charles Woodson. Uh, the dude was a jack of all trades. He was, a, I believe he did wide receiver for a few snaps, a few games. Obviously kick returner, punt returner, just deadly getting that ball. And uh, he, he it has, says a lot. I don't know about uh, that year. I'd have to go back into 97. I know I'm killing you with this Michigan talk. Oh, uh, fuck Charles Woodson. But I can't, I can't help it. I'd like to go back into 97 and look. I didn't do this research to see who he was up against, if there was a more deserving player, because that's hard to give to a defensive player. We haven't, that's why we've only seen it one time in however many years the Heisman's been given out. So. If I remember correctly, and this has been a long time, I think he beat out somebody that should have won a Heisman. I think 97, he beat out Peyton Manning. I want to say it's Peyton Manning as well. I was thinking either um, him or the, T. Martin. The other, the other one was. Uh, Jake, was it um, Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf. That's about yeah. Because '97, that draft, if I'm not mistaken, was the Ryan Leaf him. And there's another quarterback that I'm is escaping me, but we'll have to do uh, a little research and find that. Get the corrections department involved. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that was my number. Where we at three? So what do you got for two? All right, number two, Saquon Barkley. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go. give Saquon Barkley the honorary Heisman. He was screwed. Honorary. Um, it's, it's an honorary uh, giving the points podcast Heisman. Okay. He should have won the Heisman in right. 2017. He he just disrupted back the, the backfield all over the, the place. Uh, so number two for me, Saquon Heisman. Who, as you like to say, and I'm, I hope I'm not talking out of school here, you made shirts that say, say Heisman, if I'm not mistaken. It's a Heisman, yeah. Our friend Fozzie Bear would appreciate that when he listens in. Um, who did he lose to? I'm I'm trying to recall here. Uh, 2017. That's a good one. Um, it was somebody fucking stupid. Um, Mayfield. 
He lost oh, to Mayfield. They, oh, come on. So you have May, a co-2017 Heisman. Mayfield should have won the year before. Mayfield should have won in 16, I thought. Um, they gave it to Lamar that year because they hadn't given it to Lamar before. Um, it's yeah. one of those one of those things. So yeah. Sophomore, sophomore yeah. Louisville quarterback, man. He he was yeah. an explosive runner. Um, let me ask you this. Do you recall, and I think we brought this up on the pod before, where uh, Baker Mayfield did his damage at Oklahoma? Yeah. Do you remember where he transferred from? Uh, was it Texas Tech or yes. Was and it Texas Tech? A walk-on walk yeah. at Texas Tech, which is – Look at that. Look crazy. at the, just a plethora of college football trivia. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, my number two, this guy I still watch to this day. He is an absolute nasty dude. Maybe the most dominant, violent runner in college history. I've watched him since high school. Used to record you know, DVR, the old high school highlights, just to come home and see – what the hell? He, he was a man among boys. Still is in a, in a certain way. 2015, Alabama running back, Derek Henry. Yeah. Love the guy. He seems like he's a good guy off the field as well. And uh, I personally collect a lot of his uh, cards. So that's my big PC. Oh, uh, yeah. A big Derek Henry collector. Got a I would, bunch of them. I'd like him a lot better if he did something with his hair. Yeah. I don't know what that thing is that he's got going on. Well, he, here's the thing. Here's a trivia. Here's a, a, a list we need. All right. Um, athletes who have been screwed in the in the commercial game. Okay. Okay. He's won. His advertisements and his money outside of football are not good. And I, you'd think that somebody would latch on to him. Head and shoulders should be all over that cat, but they're not. So <laughs> somebody, somebody should be getting yeah, him some yeah. endorsement dollars and he's not getting any. So other than Heisman house, I've seen him on one other commercial and I, I can't say that I've seen him on another one recently. No, since I mean, he's in the NFL. So maybe that's a good list for us. Players that should have had better endorsement deals. Okay. We're going to have to go back and listen and uh, make a note of that one. Cause I'm sure we can come up with a plethora of them. So that was my number two. Who's your number one? Number one, 1988, Barry Sanders, mm. most electrifying man on turf. Uh, you know, people always see the highlights of him when he was in Detroit. But I encourage you to YouTube Barry Sanders at Oklahoma State. He was doing shit that no one had ever seen before. Yeah. You know, he reinvented what a running back was uh, in, in a bad way, I will say, because there's, there's only a few running backs that can stop in the hole and dance out and go – kick and cut mm -hmm. uh, most most of those cats shouldn't be doing that so Barry Sanders for me is just an unbelievable watch so yeah that would be my number one and that was slightly before I started getting really into it I, but I remember hearing about him and seeing snippets of it and I saw about a year or two ago the game stat the game log excuse me the season log of his games of, of a year he won the Heisman it is just insane like three and four touchdowns, two and 300 yards rushing. It's just crazy that 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 might be one of the better, if not the best stat year of any player, maybe one the Heisman or in general. But he's another one of my guys I, I collect. So big Barry Sanders fan. That's a good choice. Um, number one is kind of sentimental. Um, 1991, again, another Michigan, another Big Ten dude, wide receiver Desmond Howard. 
when I first caught a bad case of the college football bug, I started watching game day every week and all the games. And I remember him doing the Heisman pose when he scored because he was so confident he was going to win that year. But, you know, I think he was better on the field than he is at the table with the fellas on game day. That's just my opinion. Yes. Um, but and he's got a pretty good smile. I can't can't put that past him. That takes him a long way, I think. But um, yeah, I just enjoyed watching him. He was a hell of a receiver. And just he did pretty well in the NFL too. Uh, he was okay. He was okay. Well, the, the another full of trivia now. You remember? I think one of the trivia questions is who is one of only three. He's one of only three players to win both the Heisman and NFL. Uh, Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. So that pretty interesting that, uh, and there was two other ones that I, I couldn't t- remember who it was, but that was Heisman kind of and yeah. a NFL MVP. So, no, 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 not an NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of a niche. You know, yeah, that's a really, that's a really weird list right there. Folks. There's three of them. And I, uh, one of them, one of them we know, we've heard. I, I'll have to go back and look it up. Um, Cam Newton, but, I'm nope, guessing. Nope. It was like in the 70s, like a Jim Plunkett or somebody like that. So probably uh, four times. Archie Griffith, maybe. Somebody like that. Some, maybe, maybe. It had to be at had to be a damn Ohio State asshole somewhere. It probably is. Your, your luck. It probably saved um, me a lot of grief. So You know, as we were going through, as I was going through these – coming through the list of the Heisman winners, I, I noticed something that was glaring and surprising yet remindful of why there's a vacancy in the year 2005, because yeah. I best would have picked Reggie Bush. And I totally, yeah. I mean, he's no longer a winner, which is crazy. They, they literally took it away from him. They've uh, even got a commercial with him saying that he, he got it taken away from him. Did you, have you no. seen that recently? No. Wendy says a commercial that he's in. And they say, "Hey, we got something that you've lost that you've been missing." Uh-huh. And he and he says, "You know what?" And as soon as he said that, I'm like, "I thought well, they're going to hand him the Heisman and they hand him some chicken nugget sandwich or some shit." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, he's even playing off that he got the Heisman taken from him." So you know, if he's in crazy. good humor, if he's in good humor about it, and maybe a few years down the road, if they continue this Heisman house thing, I I don't know if I've heard this, but I'm I'm. Saying it now, game day or whoever plans these commercials, ESPN, y'all should have a commercial of all the Heisman house, the Heisman winners inside the house, and he comes and knock at the door, and everybody's like, shh, shh, he's here, and don't, don't answer, don't answer. That would be good. Just throwing it out there. So that would be that's good. trademarked. I'm going to get it trademarked, get some credit for that. Anyway, and it was funny that uh, something so frivolous of what he did got his Heisman taken away. Yet, uh, Mr. 1968's Heisman is alive and well with his Mr. Renthal James. So, yeah, that's kind of ironic that those two things. Uh, yes, it is. So, that's our list for the week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, it was cool, you know, strolling down memory lane and conjuring up some memories and thoughts that I haven't thought of in a few years of some uh, past winners. So, nice so- job. Yes. Sir. As I'm sitting here, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out two names that also uh, was a Heisman oh. and won the Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Uh, John Elway would be one. He won the Heisman. Now he didn't win the Heisman. I think he did. 
I, I would have put him in. I'm pretty sure I've got the Heisman list right here. He would have been around early 80s. So let me just why we're I know the dead air is just killing people. We and have the, the other Marcus. would be uh would be um uh the the guy for the Raiders, uh Marcus Allen. Yeah, he won. Yeah, and I but I don't think he was an MVP of the Super Bowl. Marcus Allen was nineteen eighty four. Then that's one of them then. Um yeah, he won the MVP. Or, See, I thought Elway won. I thought Elway won the um, the Heisman. If I think Elway was in college in '84, Doug Flutie won it that year. I'm just going to type in John Elway Heisman and see. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a list; it's not on there. But oh, he at, he was number two in the Heisman voting. Okay, that's crazy. Oh, uh, guess who he lost to? There's a trivia question for you. Mike Rozier. No, he lost to Herschel Walker. Oh, so '82. Okay, '82. Yeah. So, okay, I digress. I got one. No, words. you're good, man. That's what we're here to banter, dude. Um, so let's move on to top 25 movement. You know, it's a little early in the year. We've still got some fluctuation. We got some two and one teams in there that don't deserve to be in there. Um, some three and oh, I mean, I think you mentioned earlier is quite a few three and oh teams still left. Three and oh, yeah. four and oh. Yep. So yep. um the three new members of the top 25, which I'm surprised FSU has not been in since before now, uh, Minnesota, I think well-deserving. Yep. They played yep. pretty well and they've, they've blown out some folks so far and Kansas state with a big victory over Oklahoma this past week. So they're all three new to the top 25. Yep. And I, I see Syracuse is outside of it, but they've played decently. I don't know if they've played the best, competition yet it's syracuse uh, what's it's, that it's, it's syracuse yeah but they don't have a, a history of doing well with a number in front of their name true so, yeah you know i can't believe that kansas at four and oh i mean granted they shouldn't be but i can't believe they haven't cracked the top 25 yet and kansas state has you know so man that's crazy that they're just letting they can't yeah, I'm looking at the honorable others that received votes. Kansas is essentially number 26, so they're right outside of that. But uh, Florida is still sticking around. Get the hell out of here. But um, anything else that you noticed in the top 25? Anybody ranked too high? Am I ranked too low to you? Um, No. Besides Penn State. You know, Penn State's right where they're, they're probably ranked too high, to be honest with you. 11 at um, a 4 0. I. They're they're ranked that high because of their name. I'm I'm just being honest. Um, Probably, yeah. I think uh, we will see. You know, if they beat Michigan, you better slot sure. them up there at number four. Sure. If they beat Michigan, Top I want to see them slot sure. it up. If they lose yeah. to Michigan, put them back at nineteen or twenty where they belong. And let's just sit there till we lose another one. So, and we're gonna see where NC State at that ten is uh, a worthy number for them when they play Clemson. Uh, this coming week, which is going to be, I think, a very lopsided game. But we'll we'll get into that here in a few moments. Um, any other thoughts on top twenty-five? No, no. I, th- I think you know. Again, it's the way too early top twenty-five. It really is. Uh, yeah. we're, we're talking. We're talking rankings and Heisman in September. So yeah, for me, it's a little a little too early. Well, let's talk about something that's not too early. And that's our college fantasy football league. We are oh, four yes. games in. Um, how did you fare last week? Oh, I took a, I took a beating. Um, you know, when you score 196 points and you, you lose, it, it really hurts your pride. And when you, when you leave 154 points on the bench, Oh my God. You, know, you, you I just, I mean, that. what do you do? I mean, 
I, I picked the best three quarterbacks, and I got Uglia Guglia wow. on the bench that scored 45 points. Um, Charbonnet for UCLA, Charbonnet. He's he was hurt, and he had a red mark next to his name all week long. I saw that. And he scores 28 points. And then you've got Brad Roberts for, for Air Force. Air Force yeah. He was supposed to be hurt, and he hadn't put up any points in the last couple of weeks. So I put him on the bench. And he didn't. He scored thirty points. So, I, I, when your bench scores one hundred fifty-four points and you lose by by fifty-four points, you can't do anything about it. I mean, you know, yeah, I just I'm just gonna kudos. have to beat you this weekend. Ah, kudos to you for acknowledging that because I didn't even look into that. So that's good for you to be honest and and forthright. Um, so we have you at two and two, I believe. Correct. Two and two. Yep. I'm on the outside looking in right now, but it's a long season, right? All yes, you got to do is get in the top four. You got to get in the top four, and right. then it's it's who can play the play the game. So, yep, it's all about lineups at that point. And unfortunately, I have to make this known: you lost to Mr. Monopoly by fifty. Yeah, years, I so. did. I did. Well, <laughs> listen, I, I have made fun of Mr. Monopoly since uh, draft day for picking Brock Bowers um, in the draft, <laughs> and dude just keeps putting up points. Yeah. I mean, he, so, I, uh, I don't, I don't know how he does it. He, he, he did well though. He did well. Yeah. So, um, for the '80s, '90s hoophead, my squad. I, I, I've been lucky the last two weeks. I only scored 160. The other team scored 126. Mr. PE up there in your neck of the woods. Yeah. I, I've been getting barely over the hill with these teams that I'm playing against, or have been subpar. So my time is coming. Knock on wood, hopefully not this week against Odell. Um, but as we look at our standings, uh, let's take a quick look. We've got, I'm not bragging, just one 4-0 team, yours truly. A couple of 3-1 teams, 2-2, two and two, and then Yellowgator. Mr. Yellowgator, 0-4. Oh We're going to need yeah, Captain Trash up. Talk. Yes, Captain Trash Talk. Mr. Mr. Florida Gator, Mr. Two Bits, if you're going to listen to this, with all due respect, step up your damn game. And send so, me my money because we're yeah, supposed to be gotten ten bucks every week, and he's dropped off the face of the earth when it uh, comes to playing time. So, so week five is upon us. It's Mr. Osho and myself going to match up this week. Uh, unfortunately for you, I don't believe I saw that I have any noticeable buys. Um, I, I don't. I see one empty spot for you, so we'll have to look at that a little bit. Clearly, and my vaunted Iowa defense is uh, against Michigan, which might not be the best for my, my yeah. defense. Yeah, you probably but need to switch that out. I might need to. Um, so let's move on to most and least impressive fantasy players or teams this week. Um, who were you most impressed by in the fantasy game? Most impressive. You know, I, I mentioned him earlier. I got to go with – with Hendon Hooker of Tennessee, uh, the guy threw for 349 yards, two touchdowns. He rushed for another, I think, 110 yards and had another rushing touchdown. Dude's all over the field. I mean, he he is what they wanted Anthony Richardson to do and be. And, you know, while we're at it, Richardson didn't have a slack jaw game either. He put up 450 yards passing hmm. and had two uh, – sorry, had two touchdowns. So that game, I don't know if you – did you get a chance to watch that game? I didn't watch a second of it. I watched it while I was at the felt, and it was unbelievable. It was back and forth, really good game. Uh, you never really felt like anybody had taken over. 
but I think Anthony Richardson answered a lot of questions. That, yeah, they, they may have lost, but they answered. He answered some questions that he is a real deal quarterback. So those two of us, you know, we kind of hopped out. And again, that Bowers, I talked about him. Dude scored mm-hmm. scoring twenty seven points. I mean, he he's just taking the ball, running up the field, and doing what he wants. And typically, for a tight end to do that, we don't see that very often. You know, you right. see a wide receiver does it. We kind of shrug our shoulders and say, "Yeah, okay." But this is a tight end who who can block. So yeah, those three are the ones that really stuck with me. How about you? He seems like yeah, he seems like more of a wide receiver than tight end. But I guess he's just labeled that way because they need a tight end in that formation they run for the most part. Um, I'm going to be clear cut. It's DJ and Sam period that those two dudes, that game was just phenomenal. I did watch that one. So, you know, Clemson, I mean, they, their defense, we're going to talk about that in just a moment, but DJ showed he is for real 26 for 41, 371 through the air, five touchdowns, another 52 on the ground. And then Sam Hartman, 20 for 29, 337, Six touchdowns, um, yep. 10 yards on the ground. So those two guys alone are uh, my most impressive. And that game was awesome. Two two overtimes and Clemson prevailed. But hats off to Wake Forest for a great offensive performance. And going into Tallahassee, it's going to be, I can't believe I'm saying this also, a good game. So hopefully uh, we can get a nice uh, high score game in uh, Tallahassee this week. Yeah, Tallahassee's got a big one coming up. Um that's going to be an interesting game. It really is. What about your uh, least impressive fantasy players or teams? You know what? Nothing really jumps out, to be honest with you, Jeff. Um, if, if I could if I could yell one, it would be the entire Arkansas Razorback team. I had such okay. high hopes for those cats. Um, K.J. Jefferson was out there playing by himself. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he just really was. The Saunders, the Raheem Saunders, a running back, he didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything against Texas A&M, and Texas A&M's defense sucks. So uh, I would have to just stamp it and say Arkansas across the board. Okay, how about you? Well, I'm gonna just go stick with my game of the week: Clemson and Wake. Their defenses just as good as their offenses were. Consequently, the defenses were just as bad, giving up over a combined thousand yards of total offense and 11 touchdowns is just not cutting it. But it made for a great game, so I'm just going to leave it at that and move on to this week's slate of games. All right. So what you got for this week coming up? What do you like watching? Who do you like to see perform for fantasy purposes, et cetera? You know, it's a, uh, it's a it's kind of a slow weekend, really and truly. It's it's not the one where you, you pencil in and say, I'm not moving. Um, at 12 o'clock, you got – an unranked, I'm sorry, a both ranked, both undefeated Kentucky going to Ole Miss. That's going to be a really good game. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how if if Levis can step it up. If you know yeah. th- that will put him, if he can, if he can squeak by and put up some good numbers, that that'll put him in the Heisman talk. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I really see them winning that game at 3:30. I want to watch the first quarter of Arkansas and Alabama. I want to see what Alabama is going to do versus a team that's got some some firepower. Um, and then at seven thirty, NC State Clemson. Um, again, it goes back to I want to know what Clemson is doing. That's that's for for gambling purposes. I, I really do. I, I want to see what they what they really look like versus a team in their own division. Um, you know, not playing the 
St. St. Mary's School of the Poor this week. And um, those, those are the three I'm really looking at. What about you? Um, Friday night, I'm looking forward to Washington at UCLA, both, both 4-0 teams. Uh, Washington has proved they're pretty solid offense so far. I can't believe I'm saying this about Michael Penix, a Michael Penix-led offense. I gave yeah. up on that dude for the past few years, fantasy-wise. Um, oh, that's yeah. 10.30 p.m. on uh, ESPN on well, Friday night. Well, UCLA has Bell Bib DeVoe at quarterback. I, I forgot. Uh, and that his DRT, name? DTR. DR, yeah, Bell Bib DeVoe is what I'm going to call him tonight. And they got Charbonnet. So that that's going to be – that's a good one that I missed. Yeah, yeah, Friday night. And then, of course, I have uh, – I'm thinking about rolling the dice with Penix, but um, I've got three other candidates that are looking a little bit juicier than uh, Mr. Penix. Um, my second game is the one you may- mentioned earlier, of course, my Kentucky Wildcats at Ole Miss down at the Grove Saturday at noon on ESPN. So that will be interesting to watch. Two Another 4 no teams going at it. Um, and I'm going to go outside the box in my third game. And this is not just saying this to say, oh, look at him. He's digging deep. I really love to see different teams perform on the lower scale, the, the power, excuse me, the uh, group of five schools. So there's a game. It's going to be on ESPN Plus, 4 p.m. Saturday, Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina. Those two teams have produced a lot of good offense so far, and I'm all about no defense. Give me some offense. So, um, that's one that I like to tune into uh, 4 p.m. on ESPN Plus on Saturday. All so. right. Very good. So now we come to Who You Got, our wagering segment, of course. As a reminder, each of us has been allotted with a $1,000 fake bankroll before the season started. The one of us at the end of the season with the largest remaining bankroll takes the other one's $20 bill or, knock on wood, more than that. It's going to be your $40 wagers. bill. What's that? Uh, nothing. I, I was speaking out of school. Out of turn. Uh, we will pick wagers on the following games. A one money line underdog, uh, one spread pick, one parlay, one teaser, and one NFL money line underdog only. So not the favorite, just the underdog. So um, before we do this, though, I do want to point out that our season-long wager involving Iowa's defense almost got me another one. They, really? they posted one offensive touchdown, a, a bevy of field goals, but one defensive touchdown. So it's a wash. So this, in fact, I don't know if that's. I got to look at our wager. I think tying doesn't count. Tying does not a, count. What's that? Tying does not count. All right, so that's a wash. So that one does not count. But it, if it's happened in you know what three of the first four games. It, it's going to happen. So I have one down, two to go. Thought I'd just mention okay. that. So, okay. What about the, how are the others stacking up? How, yeah, I think we got one on Addison too. How's that working out for me? Uh, you know, I haven't delved into that one though. I think I need to, to look at the reception leaders while you're looking at your and uh, recapping your games from last week. I'm going to hit that up and see where he stands for receptions and touchdowns ranked nationally. You know what? Do yourself a favor and don't. I want you to take the next five okay. minutes and just listen to me tell you how to bet your money. Okay. Because okay? I, I, I've watched you over the last couple of weeks. It just, I mean, you're just pissing away money like a tie whore here. So let's, let's slow it down. I want you to pay attention and I'm going to, I'm going to make you in America lots of money. But okay. first let me, let me recap last week. Last week Please. we started at 1676 all right. and I said, all right, America, I'm going to put 110 to win a hundred on wake. Clemson over 55. 
check the box, check it, we're done. I said, America, we're going to put $22. And again, 22 is for a reason because I didn't think it was going to happen. And I didn't see anybody out there that I thought was a good money line to win 25 on Michigan State. And boy, was I wrong. We are not checking a box. That is not even on the paper. They looked horrible. So we lost 22 bucks there. So I said, America, put 88 to win 223 on a parlay. Texas minus six, USC minus six. Texas, again, blowing a huge lead. They they were up at, at one point 17 points and couldn't close the deal. So they cost me $88 there. I apologize. USC did hit. Like I said, and I think that's one of our uh, side bet Saturdays that we had rolling, but we'll talk about that later. I said America put 75 on on this teaser to win you 185. Take USC to win. OSU, Ohio State to cover the 12 over Wisconsin. And Old Dominion at plus a half a point. And it hits. Check the box, check the box, check the box, plus 185. And I said America – we're going to go out here, and we're, I'm going to tell you the NFL winner. Take Jacksonville to beat the Chargers money line straight up. I do, With don't her. take your seven points. Don't, I don't want your seven points. We're going straight up. 22 to win 55. We started the weekend at, at 1676. We got $1,906 in our pocket right now. So let me tell you what's going to happen this weekend, America. Let me mention but, this also. Let me interrupt you. That's, that's a – Jaguar win with a Herbert under center. So yeah. that was uh, – were you were you thinking that Chase Daniel was going to start or was that with Herbert possibly starting? I'm just that curious. was Herbert starting. But, but my mythology behind that was that they've got two hurt offensive linemen mm-hmm. and I didn't think that Herbert would have enough time to throw the ball got it. with his hurt ribs. I figured he would make it through the whole game, and he didn't. He didn't do a whole lot of passing in that game. Hmm. He just didn't. So, you know, when I say it's going to happen, Jeff, just put it in green and put the money in your pocket. I mean, I, I've turned a thousand into nineteen oh six in five weeks. I mean, what more do you want? I'm giving you two hundred bucks every weekend. It seems like do some people wanna, just don't listen, though. Do you want to? Re- I, I, I'm. I'm running blank here on how we do things here on giving the points. Do I recap mine and you want to do this week's or how do we do this? You well, want to we, go, and do- go ahead and recap yours. Cause I'm I interested mean, to hear the debacle that was Saturday. <laughs> Folks, uh, you, you know me, you love me. Hopefully you love me. And it's just not working out right now. We're having fun. Don't get me wrong. We're having fun. Pissing away this uh, imaginable uh, $1,000, but let's see if we can turn the tides here. We started at 47405 this past week. We uh, took the Iowa under. They just missed it by a few points. If they missed it by half point, they missed it. I lost 55. So we're done riding that train for a while. FAU, you sons of bitches. You went into Purdue. You went back and forth. You had the lead. You lost the lead. You were a plus 725 for my money line. It would have netted me 290. I lost 40 instead. My $10 parlay, North Carolina minus one, Oregon State money line, they lost it for me, obviously. SMU money line, they lost. Arkansas money line, they lost. Check the box, only one. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. Notre Dame beat North Carolina. So check, uncheck four boxes there. 
So I'm better off going the opposite of what I think is going to happen, which is going to happen down the road, not this week. Uh, finally, we just we're going to cut this short. We uh, lost 26 on my teaser. Um, the the silver lining for the week was my godforsaken Denver Broncos cover. Uh, so the money line on that one, a measly plus one of four. So I hit 36.75. So we went from 474 down to 379. Not too bad of a hit, but then again, I wasn't gambling much. So. Um, side bet Saturday, you were up 15 units going into this week. Um, you had, no, excuse me. I had Oregon state with the uh, plus seven. It was a three point, four point game. So I covered that. Yep. That got me $5. Um, you hit the over on the Iowa Rutgers just by a few points, but nonetheless, you won five bucks. And finally we doubled down on Denver. I took plus point and a half at home. So I prevailed. So, you are up for the season uh, $10 on Side Bet Saturday. Uh, going back before you give us your winning picks for this week, I noticed that Addison, our season long wager, is not sniffing the top 20 in receiving yards. However, he is tied fourth for receiving touchdowns. So I've got a stake in the game with Mr. Addison out there in LA. So I thought I'd mention that to you. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know that I'm winning more money there. You can spin it however you want, but all I heard was, Jason, uh, I don't have a shot at winning this. Go ahead and take my $5. Well, remember, the, the wager is either one of them, not, not both one. of them. I'm, I'm good. Right. So if he's in I'm the top good. four, I'm, I'm good to go with that. I mean, and I'll, top, I'll, the number, number one's seven. He's at six. So we're good to go. Go ahead. All right. So Please. I will. I'll give you the opportunity right now to double down on that and go 10 instead of five. I uh, gladly would take that. Okay, so then bump it up, let's, America. let's bump that up, America. Ten dollars. I just All showed right. America how to make five dollars. <laughs> just <like> that. <laughs> Tax free five dollars. All right. All right. So, America, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put 110 to win 100 on Clemson minus six and a half. Clemson is getting better and better each week. They're going to go in and stomp the shit out of North Carolina State. In fact, hindsight is I should put more money on that, and I got to go to my personal account and bump that up too. Yeah. Um, we're gonna put eighty. We're gonna put fifty-five to win eighty-six on Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is gonna be pissed off. I think they've got they got their eyes set on something bigger than just beating Arkansas. I think I think they're going to Mississippi State and kick the shit out of them, really and truly. Um, but odds makers, they're odds makers for a reason. So yep, go easy. Um, we're gonna put forty-four to win 256 on a parlay. I very rarely do this, um, but I like these. We're going to go Wake Forest plus seven on FSU. We're going to go Clemson minus six and a half. We already talked about that. We're going to go Michigan minus ten and a half. Um, why that that odd, why they're laying those points, I don't know. It is weird for Michigan to be given up only 10 and a half to Iowa, who has absolutely no freaking offense, none whatsoever. Um, Michigan should beat them by 40 points. So that's that's your parlay. And I'll, I'll give it to you again because I know some of you guys are writing at home and you're a little slow. Wake <laughs> Forest, Clemson, Michigan. And then we've got a teaser. We're going to go Oklahoma plus a, plus a point. We're getting back on the Clemson train at plus half a point. And then Michigan, we're going to take that down, tease that down to four and a half points. 
That 55 is going to win you 148. And then for the NFL money line, we're going to put 55 to win 96 on the Miami Dolphins. Mm. They surprised me over the weekend. They're going to, I think they're a fired up team. They're, they're behind Tua. He's going to play. I, I think they got something rolling. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that underdog. So, Mr. Cox, tell America what not to bet this weekend. Okay, folks, make sure you get most importantly a pen and paper for this segment. Um, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to be useful in our resources. We're we're getting painted into a corner, so we've got minimal to use. So uh, we're gonna kind of thin out the bets and see if we can build our way back up. So we're going to go to the Thursday night game. I really like what I've seen out of Washington so far. Um, I don't trust UCLA. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. If anything, definitely take the over. Um, but I'm going to take Washington minus three. So you would naturally take UCLA plus three. Uh, I'm betting 50 to win 45-45. Uh, we're going to head to our money line. Uh, I like Illinois, the way they've played this year. They're on the road at uh, Wisconsin, who, which is not a hostile environment this season at least. Um, I don't trust Wisconsin as far as I can throw them. Um, I like Illinois. They uh, are backed by that Chase Brown running back, doing really well this year. Uh, so let me lay 30 to win 69 on the Illinois plus 230 money line. Uh, for our parlay, we're going to parlay a couple games. Uh, we're going to do three this time. One money line, two spreads. I like Texas Tech plus eight so far. They've done pretty well in the four games they've played. Minnesota's explosive offense, I think they're going to cover the minus 12 and a half. And Oklahoma State money line, this is the one out of the three that I'm not as confident on, but let's group them together, 20 to win 136.72. For the teaser, we're going to tease it down six points, throw a parlay together. Uh, We're going to throw Arkansas State down to minus one. Ole Miss, upon better judgment, down to a pick them against my Cats. Uh, Clemson down to a pick em. I can't see how they're going to lose um, in Oklahoma down to minus one. That'll $25 win, or excuse me, $25 wager will win you 75. Finally, I wanted to take Miami and I took a peek at yours and you had them and I, I can't play the, the, the role of copycat. So I'm going with my second option, which is Mr. Derek Henry, the Yuli bulldozer, the Tennessee Titans plus 150 on the road at division rival Indianapolis, I'm going to bet 50 to win 75. All right. So that's where we stand. Let's get into side bet Saturday. Please, let's do. Catch your eye. You know what? I'm I'm going to let you throw out the first gauntlet. Okay. There's lots of things that I like, but I'm going to let you. I'm going to see if you pick something that I like before I go. For some reason. This Texas A&M on the road against Mississippi State, um, I, I, and I know Mississippi State's favored, but I, I think I like their offense. I think I'm going to propose a minus three offer to you for five bucks. What currently is the spread? Minus three and a half. I want the three and a half. Of course you do. That's why I offered minus three. Oh, you know what? Three's fine. I'll, I'll take the three. There you go. I'll take three. So let's go ahead while half we're a point. on. It's a very valuable half a point, though. It is. It's probably worth five bucks in itself. So once again, uh, Cox has taken, <clears throat> excuse me, Texas A&M minus three at home versus the 
Aggies. You're taking Mississippi State. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Mississippi State minus three. I'm sorry. I can't talk and type at the same time. All right. Um, if you may keep going, I sure will. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I like your Wake Forest. I'm all on the Oklahoma side. Michigan, I just don't trust Iowa. But How many points you want? It's at Iowa. I think it could be a seven to ten point game at the most. Um, you know, the website that I've discussed me using before. What time is that game right off the top of your head? Do you have any clue? Uh, no. Huh? I can find it real quick. I apologize for the dead air. Oh, uh, it's at noon. 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 Let me scroll up here and take a look at what it's at on my site. Okay, it's at minus eleven. You have my. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll do five bucks and take the Iowa defense versus your Michigan Wolverines minus 11. If you book want. it, book it, book it, book it. All right. So once again, it's minus 11. All right, while I'm working on this, conjure up something for me, if you want. Again, organically. Organically. Now, we, we've seen what organically does for, for me. Um I like the Tennessee. Uh, I really like the NFL Tennessee. I want Indianapolis. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee loses that game. Interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not a, a defensive coordinator, and I can figure out how to beat Tennessee. You put nine in the box and, and make Tannehill beat you. Okay. He's, he's throwing ducks right now. So – when you got Derrick Henry, you don't really have to throw him long. Um, that yeah, is currently a minus three, so I'd be... I'll take Andy minus three. All right. So um, logged in here. Go ahead. The fine. the rest, I, I I'm on the fence with the Wisconsin game. Um, I I don't know how that, and I looked at this game earlier. I don't know how that Wisconsin is favored this game. It's just home. They're at home. That's all. I mean, they just got beat by 30 points. Um, well, and there's a rhyme behind the reason. This They just got beat by 30 points by Ohio State. And Illinois has – they lost their only loss. They hadn't played anybody either, but their only loss is to Indiana. So, you know what? It was actually a decent team. So Yeah. So I'm staying away from that. I think I'm just going to roll with with what we got here. I, I, that's a, you know the other would say UCLA, but UCLA has not been playing well. They just I don't haven't. trust them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't either. Um, and I don't. I, I trust Washington even less if there is such a thing. Really? Because you, you know what happens when the lights turn on for them in the last twenty years is they they go to shit. Um, let me just see who Washington's played this year. Um, All right. They beat and while Michigan you're doing State. that, let me just recap what we have here for our side bet Saturday. Again, these are all $5 wagers. We've got Cox taking Mississippi State minus three and a half uh, with Odell AM plus three and a half. Cox for five bucks with Iowa plus 11 at home versus Michigan. Odell's taking the minus 11 Michigan Wolverines. And finally, Cox taking Tennessee Titans plus three on the road. Odell taking. The Colts minus three at home for five dollars. And, and here's the thing: I, I missed something very valuable about these picks. Um, it doesn't matter what UCLA and Washington are going to do. You pick Washington, 
you're on the re- whatever the reverse is of a heater, you're on that. I want UCLA. Give me UCLA. Okay. All right. So, and that where are we at on that one? That's uh okay, three. So UCLA, Washington minus. Uh, I'll I'll take it. I mean, yeah. I've got to make up some room, and I don't know what you. I yeah, you might as well go with what I'm you know against the grain of what I'm gambling and wagering on. So yeah, Nostradamus, I am not thus far through four weeks, the first month of college football. So, so we really need to talk about when you're going to rebuy. No, we don't. We're not going to talk about no, that at all. No, no. Okay. Hey man, right. I, I'm I'm hanging on by a thread here. Let me continue to hang on till the spool has. Uh, let the last piece of thread out here. So, uh, okay. Again, Cox again, remind me that last one I'm catching up here. That was, uh, you got uh, Washington. I got UCLA. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Cox use, uh, Washington minus three. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we are through any, dare I ask any more? No, sir. I'm, I'm done. This is the most active side bet Saturday we've had maybe in the three seasons we've been doing this. I think actually just two for this. Yeah. So, um, Okay, cool. That makes it always interesting. You, you know, we could we could just all it could be all for not. We could chop it up, as they say in the poker table, and or we could uh, go four and up. So let's move before we cut our uh, ties here for the show to our fuck card. Do you? Uh, I tell you what. Before we do that, anything pop culture related that you want to mention? You know, there's not a whole lot going on right now. Um, we've we've got. Uh, Game of Thrones part two, I guess, the, the dragon thing. I'm watching that. Um, really, I, I watched that, and I, I've been going back through Game of Thrones and watching it from the beginning again because I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm on season – almost season four of that. Let me ask you a question. Going back through again. Doing, yeah. This is relevant to that. So when you're watching it, do you have your cape and your your um, wand in your hand when you're are you doing things with it when you're watching it? Well, which wand? Whatever nerd show you watch. I yeah I no I I don't have my sword in my hand. I do not. Your short short your sword I is in the it sheath. It's a saber. It's a saber. saber. Yeah, I have a saber. Yeah. You know what we're going to do? We're going to have a fun little recap. Maybe get some alcohol involved when that's all over uh, with my wife and you on the podcast to discuss that because I have Maybe no- she can do your picks for you. Maybe she – you know what? That's a yeah, great that's, idea. That, bring her on. Give her 200 bucks of your bankroll and just let her piss it away like you did. Fun. <laughs> hey, it can't be any worse, man. Either Hunter or her or the dog. Uh, I might get Layla involved. So, um Anyway, so obviously we're watching a lot of college football, not a lot of pop, pop culture to talk about. So we'll put that on the back burner for another show. Um, I've got a fuck target for you. I'm going to leave Roll away. It. You know, here we're, we're awaiting patiently this Hurricane Ian to come knocking. And I think where I am in Florida, it's going to be a tropical storm. But, um, you know, I, I made a trip to Walmart the good old Wally world on my uh, lunch break today and get a few items and the Florida Walmart goers. I'm not even talking about target. That's it. That's another class of people a little bit higher. Yes, it is. Pre hurricane. Get your husband, wife, dueling motorized carts out of my way to allow me to get just simple creamer or dog food. It's really the dregs of society going through there and all the water that was left. And I, I hope we don't have a, a, a 
a, a fan of, of what, what's the water called? Aquafina. Aquafina. Aquafina fans, and we're looking for a sponsorship from them. They had the biggest dog shit water I've ever tasted in my life. I don't know if you ever have a preference. Oh, that's, water. Listen, you're pissing you're pissing Coca Cola off. I think Aquafina's owned by Walmart Is it? Or, or by, by Coca Cola, but I hate well, the Coca- shit too. I don't want to drink it. Coca Cola is focusing too much on the soda, not the water. That's the only thing that was left on the Walmart aisle. So I just we have some water, but I I, I pulled a lot of. Uh, Crate or whatever you call it, the Aquafina. But uh, the yeah, Sony sucks too. Who the, the, the Sony? Oh, it, it sucks. It was either one of the two. I think it was Aquafina. So yeah, pick your poison with that. It's just yep. you, you definitely can tell it or tell a taste. And to me, um, but yeah, I just running into folks at Walmart just going overly crazy. Knock on wood. I don't think we're going to get touched by this big time at all. I think we're going to get some heavy rains, but. I'm not a meteorologist. So just running into last minute, you know, shoppers, it seemed like everywhere I turned, there was a, a motorized cart. So the, those are the, the dregs of society or otherwise known as the giving the points fuck chart. Very good. So on that note, if you don't have any other items of interest you want to mention? No, I, I hope you fare well during the hurricane. I'll be, uh, up north, uh, not having to deal with it, getting ready to well, go to Poker City. So yeah, I don't think it's headed your way. I know sometimes you guys get uh, the eastern portion of it, but uh, yeah, I think you're out of the woods for this. So I appreciate, it, sir, and hopefully, you know, God forbid, I just don't want to have non-college football, no electricity, knock on wood. Uh, that's a bad Saturday to me. So oh, that'd be horrible. Yeah. For, uh, of course, Mr. Osho, I am once again, Mr. Cox, wishing you all much luck in your wagering endeavors. And as always, good luck. Good boxing. Hey, folks, thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. Please help us out and go to Apple Podcast to rate and review our show. Don't forget to check out the video feed of each show on YouTube at Giving the Points. And as a reminder, you can always follow our season-long wagering contest progress on Twitter at Giving the Points. Thank you for your support.